完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になる待ってなんと恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by 8bit.net and those audio based legends over at Audio Technica. Go upgrade your audio game today at audiotechnica.com. And joining me on this episode is a man who is fairly new to the world of anime, but is certainly not new to gaming, growing sweet mustaches for charity, and podcasting. His flagship show, News to Reviews, is the place for gaming and news stories. has a back catalogue of over 160 plus episodes to date, which are available for consumption right now. You can find him on the socials at News to Reviews, and that too is the number two, Zach. Welcome to the Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me here. I've, I've been listening to episodes of More Than Hentai in preparation for this episode. And I've been loving your intros you do for every single guest that you get on the podcast. I've been waiting with anticipation to hear what my intro would be. And that was fantastic. Everything else from here on out is just gravy. I guess we can just end the episode there. Yeah, I can't probably later. get much more positive than great. that. So yeah. uh, great to see you, mate. Shortest <laughs> episode to date, but uh, listen in next time. But yeah, we are here for another episode of More Than Hentai, an anime appreciation podcast. And mate, it is an absolute pleasure to have you back on the microphone with me. We've done a few podcasts in the broader gaming space with news to reviews as well as the Hungry Gamers over the years. Ooh. And um, yeah, it's exciting to have you on here talking about a world that is... I guess we could say a little unfamiliar, a little alien for you. Um, but before we jump into the specificity of anime and your relationship with it, maybe give the listeners a bit of a, a background on yourself and what you get up to with news to reviews and anything else you care to share. So as you mentioned in your awesome intro, uh, it's a podcast about video game news and impressions. Or like We leave review scores on them as well too. That's how we, we justify having reviews in the name. Uh, but yeah, if you love... Just getting uh, getting into the the nitty and gritty of all the latest gaming news and finding out what's good with what's up and what's good with all the latest video game releases, then definitely check out News to Reviews. Lockie and I have a lot of fun on there, and we get a wonderful guest on every single week. As you mentioned before, Brendan, you've been on the show before. Miss Ali Hart's been on the show. Yeah, a few people from the Eight Bit Nation, John O'Peck as well too. Um, and yeah, I've got to get you back on again sometime soon, Brendan. It was a lot of fun last couple you, of times. You just tell me and I'll be there with uh, metaphorical bells on. I'll be I'll be good to go. Always have a great time with you and Lockie there, riffing all things gaming and uh, everything else in between. But yeah, check out uh, the link tree, I guess, would be the best place to find you guys. And that is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash news to reviews. And that's T-O, not the number two on the link tree there. So <laughs> that's do right. yourselves a favor, get news to reviews in your ear holes as soon as you can. But yeah, looking at it from the other side of this coin, the anime side of this coin, mm. you are... We, I wouldn't quite call you an anime virgin. You, you grew up on the, on the usual diet of anime that, that most of us in Australia have. But uh, yeah, share your anime story with us up to date. 
So like a previous guest of yours, my entire experience with anime was through the magic of cheese TV. After the aerobics would finish in the morning, the cheese TV would come on at 7am. And as a kid, I had no clue that what I was watching was even anime. It's like, this is just my morning cartoons before school. But yeah, I, oh, I loved me some Pokemon, loved me some Digimon, loved me some Dragon Ball Z. I even uh, found myself watching the odd episode of Sailor Moon back in the day. I, rem- I remember thinking, oh, I can't like it because, you know, oh, it's a girl's show. But uh, Sailor Moon, that the, the parts where they'd have the uh, implied nudity and they would, would transform, that definitely gave me feelings I didn't quite understand in my pantaloons as a young child. <laughs> Shout out to the word pantaloons, by the way. I don't think I've ever heard that on a podcast, but that's all I want it to be referred to moving forward as far as those uh, emotional stimulating moments down in the nether regions. Pantaloons, that has to be the buzzword moving forward. But uh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the, the murderer's row as far as uh, Japanese animation for, from our childhoods there. And yeah, some absolute delights. Uh, shout out to the God's Rays and things like that that always hide that nudity but also show and imply just enough to get the warm-blooded uh males and and females out there excited in their in as they eat their cocoa pops but uh yeah so since then you haven't really had much touch with anime like i've heard that many a person has done their best sales pitch to get you into this genre but you've been very resistant for one reason or another why is that why why have you not embraced the weeb lifestyle why has anime not been allowed to touch you in your big old heart it's i i think before i started the podcast it was just it was just something that i didn't really have any friends who were interested in it and i'd sort of just look look at it from afar and not really understand it i I remember even in my early 20s trying i was going through this weird nostalgia kick watching all this stuff that I used to watch as a kid uh, with a fresh set of adult eyes. And I, I re-watched the first couple of episodes of Pokemon. I, I, I couldn't believe I used to watch it. It was just absolute trash. Like, Brock's a creep. The animation's terrible. It is not a good show at all. I don't know what modern Pokemon's like. But, but yeah, so... And, and I think um, I've, I've been turned off a little bit through playing JRPGs. So I played Kingdom Hearts three oh like around release when it came out when that was like three or four years ago maybe it was it was a while ago now and i found that absolutely excruciating like the story was just absolute nonsense made no sense whatsoever the editing was a nightmare why why they have to frame a character for a good 10 seconds just so they can go huh like, I, I've got fucking time for that. Like, I, 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 I'm not interested in that. I have a podcast where I edit audio and I cut out awkward silences and weird stuff. Like, why can't they do this for this AAA budgeted video game? And then, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake really solidified that for me. I, I couldn't get past all the bullshit in that story. There was so much stuff going on that I was like, this is all bullshit and, I, and I'm hating life right now. But hopefully, by the end of the game, it's all going to come together and make sense and it's all going to be worthwhile and it definitely wasn't so i i think at the at the moment what's really been holding me back is gaming the anime and gaming i i haven't enjoyed any anime games really i'm playing hi-fi rush at the moment which i am really enjoying 
Um, and that's mm-hmm. def- that definitely seems like a bit of an anime game, but that, that, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, gaming, gaming like, or yeah, JRPGs or anything with that anime-based influence can be very hit and miss. And, and I think from what you've just said and, and also my feelings on it too is a lot of these genres or a lot of these Japanese-influenced games and even some of the some of the more slow burn anime, they they don't respect the viewer or the player's time enough. Like mm. time is a finite resource, and I I just want to get those big emotional moments, and I want to get as much you know bang for my buck as possible. I guess. So when you're playing some of these big old JRPGs that go for hundreds upon hundreds of hours potentially, if you want to get into the weeds of everything, mm. a lot of it does get watered down, and they do slow down some of those shots to get those little like gotcha moments or those nah, 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 like <laughs> sort of tonally uh, like tone deaf based moments almost where it can be a massive heavy emotional scene playing out and then they just throw some slapstick over the top or like you said they'll frame for a good long while just to get like a what 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 type of reaction <laughs> and you're like it can be fun but when they keep going back to that well scene after scene or episode after episode or, or chapter after chapter in a game or whatever, it really does lessen the experience. I get that. I get that. And like Kingdom Hearts, I'm still yet to dip a toe into that world because of stories I've heard like that. It just seems like it's a bridge too far for me. It seems like it's too much. So I refuse to go down that path. I've played the Persona games and things like that. And they're fantastic. And some of the storytelling is awesome, but there is some filler and some big old eye roll in there too, where you kind of wish it didn't exist. Mm. Uh, I've been playing a bit of Genshin Impact, but like, you know, it's it's free to play per se, but obviously you can burn many a money on their gem system to get characters and weapons, but it's also got a little bit of watered down nothing in between the game. So I can understand where that, uh, that animosity and that uh, feeling of being let down by this subgenre is, but... Mm. There's plenty of anime out there that is a lot more respectful of your time and appreciative of the audience and keep it a little bit more tighter and condensed and focused. Mm. And hopefully the showing question we'll be talking about today might have planted some positive seeds. We'll find out. We haven't sort of spoken at all offline as far as your feelings and impressions yet about this anime in question. So I'm mm. very curious if we've hit or potentially missed the mark. But before... We jump into that exactly. The way More Than Hentai works is we deep dive on the first episode of an anime. We go front to back on that episode. Full spoilers on episode one only. We don't spoil broader plot points and big reveals and twists and turns from future episodes. And yeah, we we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and potentially would we keep watching said anime. And the great thing with the anime in question that we're tackling today is an anime that has only just come out this month. There's only three episodes currently available at time of recording on it. So it is a living, breathing, evolving anime for both of us because all the other shows that we've talked about on More Than Hentai so far have been finished or there's been multiple seasons or multiple episodes available to get a broader feeling of the story where this thing is new for both of us. So it's exciting in that regard for me to talk about something that's fresh for you and for me. The anime in question that we're going to be tackling today is called Hell's Paradise. It's also known as Jigo Kuraku. 
And it's an action dark fantasy shonen manga series, which was written and illustrated by Yuji Kaku. It was serialized weekly for free initially on Shuisha's Shonen Jump Plus animation website and phone-based application running from January 2018 through to January of 2021. And as of December 2022, has moved over 4 million copies to date. An anime television series adapted by production company MAPA, directed by Kari Makita, and music by Yoshiaki Diwa premiered in April of 2023, with, as I mentioned, three episodes currently available at time of recording. There's 13 episodes planned for the first half, and then another 13 to follow. It currently holds a score of 8.45 on my anime list, and that's based on 43,000 different users. And the story of Hell's Paradise is as follows. Gabimaru the Hollow, a ninja of Irokage village known for being cold and emotionless, was set up by his fellow ninja and is now on death row. Tired of killing and betrayal, he wants to die. However, no method of execution works on him because as much as the seemingly apathetic Gabimaru refuses to admit it, he does indeed have a reason to live. He wants to return to his wife, who was the only reason why he softened up and failed to be an effective assassin. Thus, he refuses to die. A Samon the Decapitator, a famous executioner, sees this and has a proposal for the ninja. She wants Gabimaru to join an expedition to an island south of Japan in search of the elixir of life in exchange for a full pardon by the shogunate. However, this island isn't a normal island. It is believed to be paradise. However, the island is full of mysteries and the exploring team, consisting of those marked for death, might not be fully prepared to handle them. So, Hell's Paradise... The first episode in question is called The Death Row Convict and the Executioner. Zach, share your thoughts with me. Good, bad, or otherwise, we could go beat for beat in how this episode plays out. We could talk just the high points, the low points. Anywhere you want to take this journey with me right now, let's start it with these opening words. What you got for me regarding Hell's Paradise? Look, uh, we'll, we'll start with the good because okay. I, I probably have less to talk about in that department. Oh, shit. So, now, I thought the animation was beautiful. It's been a long while since, I, as I mentioned at the start of the show, it's been a long while since I've watched anime. The, the Probably the most exposure I've had to it is through watching Corridor Crew and their animators react episodes. I've seen some really cool stuff from some animes there. Um, so I was excited to see some really cool animation, and, and it, it did deliver. I thought it looked, I thought it looked absolutely fantastic, and I thought they did a good job with the dubbing when I did listen to it dubbed. So I listened to it subbed first, and then afterwards okay, taking yep. notes, I listened to it dubbed, and I was very shocked by how good the dubbing was. Like I, I remember back watching Pokemon, it was just the loosely tried to follow the lips of the characters where this looked like it was on point. I was almost questioning whether or not they actually animated it for English as well too. Like just how the lips move. Um, <laughs> that that's about as far as I can take you as, as far as positives are concerned with this one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's uh that hurts my heart a little bit. Okay. Cause um, I've watched all three episodes to date so far, but I've watched the first episode like three times through now. Mm-hmm. Same with you. I've watched it both subbed and dubbed just to get a feel for it and completely agree with you. As far as the the dub version of Hell's Paradise, it's bang on. The, the lip synchronization to the words is super smooth. Like it's not really jarring. It doesn't feel like we're waiting a few seconds for, for words and lips to synchronize up. Mm. 
And we still do get some pretty emotional vocal deliveries from both the English and the Japanese versions. Completely agree on the animation style. Like Mappa are one of the kings of Japanese animation. The the way that they can animate a scene, animate a character, foreground, background is very distinctive. And mm. yeah, this anime is stunning, I feel, not only from the, the character models, but also the the combat, the foregrounds, the backgrounds, as I mentioned, seeing some of the 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 locations that they focus on too. We only get a little bit of a, a sort of teaser as far as you know paradise or, or heaven or this this mysterious island. We only get a little teaser at the back end of that, but just seeing that sort of fantasy world get hinted at and alluded to at the back end mm. was very exciting for me. But I really, really enjoyed it. We'll get into the, the the specifics of the episode as we work through, but like this, just at least for me, from as far as what I enjoy from my content, like there's swordplay, there's supernatural elements, and there's heart, and th- those three things are like in my DNA. Like it runs through my veins. As far as whether it be anime, a video game, a film, a TV show, a book, whatever, if it has any mixture of that stuff and it does it well, I'm usually like. Let's go. I'm in. So mm. this hooked me from the jump, okay. but it clearly did not hook you from the jump, Mr. Zach. Um, mm. Why is that? Like, do we want to just go so. point for point as far as what the negatives are with this? Yeah, look, look. So so I, I think the concept's really cool, really cool idea, but I think as far as how they handled the first episode... It just felt like a bit of a mess to me. Now, I'm not sure if it's just because... And I feel bad here because I'm coming from someone who's not an anime fan. So, I'm coming from the outside looking in. So, sorry to any anime fans who are listening to this right now thinking, oh, this this arsehole is just shitting on our medium. Um, It's not not the... the, the, not the over top, over the top anime stuff that I didn't like about it. That stuff was great. That stuff was fantastic. It was... I, I, I love a show that really focuses on the plot and the characters and the plot and the characters' motivations don't necessarily me- need to make sense or be relatable to me. But for me, they need to make sense in the universe that those characters are in. And for okay. me, I, I didn't feel that they got that right there. The main character... His motivations to me just seemed kind of nonsense. Uh, so, and I found it hard to follow that first episode as well too. Like the way they, they cut back and forth in time and everything's moving so quickly. It, it felt like something that needed to be 40 minutes or something to be able to really give it space to breathe and for these reveals to make any sense. So, one of the big reveals was that the main character actually loves his wife and for me that was just absolutely ridiculous like he doesn't know (laughs) that he loves his wife now it would make sense if if he left his community because he felt like he was uh losing his edge and wasn't able to be uh, the the assassin that he was uh, but it's revealed later on that the reason why he left was because he wanted to stop killing people to make his wife happy because he loves his wife. So in between when he got arrested and left the community, did he just forget that he loved his wife and that was the whole reason why he was doing what he was doing? That made absolutely no sense to me. Could, could you make sense of that, Brendan? I, I could. Like, I'll, I'll firstly just just tackle that first part where... 
yeah, the, the episode could certainly use an extra 10 to 20 minutes to, mm. to tell some of this story a little bit better. And, and they are jumping from past and present a lot and giving us backstory because they are trying to show us what this world's about and who these characters are mm. in 20 odd minutes, which is not an easy thing to do. And yeah. that's a common gripe or common thing that gets brought up not only from anime fans in general but when we do this sort of more than hentai concept where we're just deep diving on this singular episode it makes it hard to mm. to sort of see that bigger picture because we're getting thro- so much stuff thrown at us in this 20 odd minutes that it can get overwhelming and it cannot always make sense and yeah so so Gabi Maru we sort of get these get these flashbacks and, and sort of uh, tellings of, of, of his backstory about how he was born a shinobi and all he studied was nothing but killing techniques. And we find out that he's, he's pretty much like the ultimate assassin just about. He's, he's killed hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people. And that's all he's known since childhood. Yeah, like he can do uh, ninjutsu. So, And we see a really cool moment of that at the back end of the episode, which I really liked. But <laughs> as far as him as a character, I understand why he is so... So scattershot, like he's known as Gabi Maru the Hollow. Like they're saying, like you feel nothing, you are nothing. You're just a a husk of a of a person that just mm. all they know how to do is killing. So I guess when you hear that your entirety of your life, you probably would be a little bit emotionally fucked up and not really understand what he might be feeling or not feeling to Yui, who's his wife, and she's a beautiful soul. She's a real sweet character. Like uh, she's very pure and yeah. and a bit of a moral compass for him. And I don't know, you might have some hate to throw her away to in a minute. Who knows? Yeah, okay. But we'll find out. But I think he's just trying to to grasp his feelings and his emotions because all he's known is just go here, execute this person or this group of people for, mm. I'm assuming, you know, he, he's, he looks like he's, you know, 20-odd, you know. That seems to be the, the rough age of, of these types of uh, down-on-their-luck uh, shonen-based leads. But... Yeah, I, I feel he's just gotten numb to the world around him and all he's ever heard is Gabimaru the Hollow, you know, you just kill. And, you, and you're hearing that re-emphasize where he's stuck here in this pseudo-prison where this local lord has captured him and they're trying to kill him several different ways. It opens with some some dialogue where you're getting some voiceover work talking about uh, decapitation and actually mm. what goes into that and how it's not always just a clean cut. And Gabi Maru is, is about to die there, but they swing the blade down on his neck. The blade shatters, which is a kind of very, it's a bit of a cold open. And then it jumps straight into this very eclectic and super artistic intro. Mm. Throws a lot of characters at you. So you're like, who are all these people in this intro? I don't understand what's going on. Mm. But really artistically put together by Mappa. And then it weaves back into this, this Gabi Maru story about where he's, I guess he's a killer with a heart, but he doesn't feel he has a heart and he wants to die. But then... Uh, the executioner sees through these these lies that he's telling himself. He's like, no, you don't want to die. You've got a reason to live. Mm. And also, if you want this reason to live to continue, come on this crazy quest to, to heaven slash paradise to find this elixir of life. So mm. there is a lot of shit getting thrown at you. So I completely understand where you're coming from. But yeah, you, you react a little. When I mentioned Yui, who is the chief's daughter, Gabi Maru's uh, village that he works for, the chief held him in very high regard, it's alluded to, and, and so he ends up marrying the chief's daughter. But the chief has has burnt Yui and scarred her, and she's got this this horrific scar down the side of her face, which she says makes her ugly, but I think she's still really... Like, a scar's not... It's not a deal breaker. She's not mutated beyond belief. Like, she's still still a pretty, a pretty young woman, but um, 
yeah, she she certainly Gabby Mara's moral compass in this show. Yeah, and I, I think that was my my issue with that whole moment. So, with his whole I, I'm hollow thing, I'm unfeeling. I I, I think that's a, a cool premise. And if they stuck to what he's in, in what he initially said, the reason why he initially said that he left, which was that he was losing his edge and he wasn't a good assassin anymore then the whole reveal of him actually loving his wife would have made a lot more sense. But because they reveal later on that he actually left, so he, because because he didn't want to kill people because of his wife, it just felt a bit... It, it just didn't make any sense to me. And yeah, the whole... The wife claiming that she's hideous when she just has this like little mark, just this, this mark just going over part of her face, like over her eye. She's still pretty as anything, but she's like, I'm, I'm hideous and you're the, one of the only people who can stand to look at me. It just, uh, I don't know, it, 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 yeah, it, it didn't work for me, personally. Um, I did really enjoy when they, like, when they were doing all the different ex- executions, the explanations for all the different executions. I, I, I looked it up. It was great, huh? Because it's, it's based off real-world fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was from actual Edo period Japan, which I found, I, I found that very interesting. Um, but I just, I feel like they wasted too much time of the episode with, with all that. It was like more than half of the episode was them just trying to kill him in different ways. Um, the thing I, 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 the reveal, the reveal that did work for me though, was the reveal of the, uh, the, I forget the name of the character, but the lady who was interviewing him throughout. Oh yeah. Yamada Asaman. That's right. Uh, the, the, the reveal of her actually being from the Shogun, uh, giving him the, uh, the pardon in order to be able to go and track down the elixir. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, it's a character with an ulterior motive that you don't really know quite what it is. So that, that worked for me uh, a little bit better though. I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't find her character all that interesting either. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, as I said, I don't know if, if they extended it more, if it would have made more sense to me. But for yeah, for me, the storytelling was just a bit of a uh, little bit of a shit show. If I'm being being real here, um, one of, one of the things that uh, the main character mentions, I keep forgetting his name over and over again. Gabi Maru. G- Gabi Maru mentions uh, is that he doesn't want any attachments, yet he gets married to the daughter of that clan leader. He doesn't explain why he does that, even though he doesn't want attachments as well. So th- there's just so many moments where things will happen that just, you've been told the characters are one way and they will take actions that will show they're completely the other way. And it just didn't work for me whatsoever. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty valid. That's pretty fair. Like, I think, I think it's just also with this is. Like when when we go way back in the in the backstory with Gabu Maru, he says that his his parents get murdered by the chief, who takes him in and and raises him almost as his own. So so maybe there is just this this blind allegiance and loyalty to the chieftain where he's, you know, the chieftain's like, all right, Gabu Maru, now you're marrying my daughter. It's like, yep, no worries, master, whatever you say. So I feel there's probably a bit of that, and you see a lot of that in these types of in these types of story, whether it be an anime or just, uh, you know, live action based drama and stuff when it's got this, this type of, uh, time period focus. So I feel that that probably is where that ties into. Yeah. They don't do a good job of explaining that in this 20 odd minute runtime in episode Ooh. one, but 
yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of parts where I think you need, like, well, at least I do, I sort of interpret it one way or, or try and find my validation in what's happening because, yeah, there is some times where you watch an anime and you're like, this makes no sense. Why are they going this way when they're saying they want to go that way? And yeah, it's it's very it's very tropey to a lot of a lot of shonen in that regard. So it does fit into that stereotype with that sort of anime subgenre. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked I liked like you said the 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 deep diving on these various executions. It did take up a lot of this runtime. Like yeah, there were, went we went from a de- decapitation to burning at the stake. Mm to uh, trying to get split in half by two giant bulls and then finally by like a big boiling oil bath slash pseudo explosion. And it's kind of cool to have this voiceover work explaining how it works and, and how it usually happens. And some of the imagery that accompanies that is really powerful, especially the burning at the stake one where the fire sort of engulfs Gabby Maru and then you see his eyes open up in the fire. Like I thought that was a really cool moment. Like there's some really cool frames that Mappa have animated in mm. in this episode that stand out for me, but yeah, we d- we don't get a ton of story. It was just execution, some Gabi Maru backstory, the reveal that Yamada Asaiman is a master swordswoman, mm. and she then says, you know, you want to die, it's time to die then, and she's going to decapitate him because she's just this master swordswoman. Mm. But that's where he has that moment where he realizes, holy shit, I can finally die here. This isn't what I want anymore. And it's sort of alluded to in those few 20 minutes where he's just like, I just want to die. I've had enough. Life sucks. But then that realization that his life is going to get taken away, that flame gets lit in him and he jumps away and, and they have a little bit of a back and forth. But then the local the local chieftain who captured him there is sort of saying, no, you're not going to go on this quest. This is bullshit. This pardon's null and void. I want to kill you. And that's when um, Gabumaru says to Yamada... You, you want to see some ninjutsu and you see this really crazy flame thing go up all around him. It's sort of like purple and, and you know, standard, you know, reds, yellows, oranges in the flame. Mm. Blink and you miss it moment. Then he's standing atop of like 15 dead bodies that he's just sort of nullified instantaneously. So it was a cool moment and mm. it'll, it'll, it'll lead to some even cooler moments as this season uh, unveils these 13 episodes, I think. But uh yeah, any, anything else you, you wanted to mention from this this first episode that, that stood out, uh, whether it be some key big moments or some, some more, uh, more null and void things you want to bring up? Look, so, so that, that moment, the final, the final part of, of the first episode has to be the strongest part for me. I, I did enjoy the reveal with the lady character. I thought that was really cool. And I, I could see they were doing some cool artistic stuff there where she not only could make him open up emotionally, she physically opens him up by cutting him with the sword. So I could see they were doing some cool stuff there. But that moment that you mentioned, saying how cool it was, that was one of the biggest disappointments to me of the entire episode. Because this whole okay. episode, it's like, oh, Gabby Murray's this badass, they're breaking swords on his neck, they can't kill this guy, he's a total... He's a total monster. And then we finally get this moment where he's going to break loose and he's really going to kick some ass. And I was like, yep, that's what this whole episode has been building up to. I want to see some cool anime fight scene. And they just cut and the fight's already over. No fight for you. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a tease. I'm sorry. That that was a kick in the nuts. That was that was really painful. And, and I, I, after complaining about this so much, I did actually watch 
the next two episodes. Okay, And I won't spoil anything for later on in the show, but they do that again. It's not the only time that they do that. And it pissed me off just as much the second time as well, too, because they build it up, (laughs) this big build up, and then just let it peter out. Uh, Yeah, not not, not a fan of that at all. Um, Once again, I'm really impressed by the animation. The, The sheer amount of cuts they do is ridiculous. It must have cost a fortune because it felt like every few seconds you were getting an entirely new angle an entirely new cut um and i thought th- i thought that was absolutely fantastic so as far as the quality of the animation and the voice acting and all that it was great but I-, I just thought the writing and the characterization was just an absolute mess i i i, I couldn't <laughs> i just I-, I really couldn't get into it and the more i watched the more i felt that way because it just Ooh, the ca- the okay. characters later on just felt like they kept doing the same thing in that they were going against what they previously stated motivations were merely minutes ago. So yeah, no, it's a big, big thumbs down from me on hell's paradise. Um, That's, that's interesting. It hurts me a little bit. It's, it's the first miss (laughs) I think I've had with, with an anime recommendation on here so far. And it's funny because a few of the other anime that have been recommended, on my anime list that like, you know, if you like Hell's Paradise, check this out. And a few of them that are on that list are ones that you mentioned you were keen to check out in like Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, etc., etc. But sadly, we already had a, Ch- a Chainsaw Man episode in the can. And, and I feel you will genuine, you would genuinely love Chainsaw Man because mm. it's a little bit more on the straight and narrow characters say what they do and do what they say a little bit more in as opposed to hell's paradise but yeah it's mm. it's it's a little disappointing here and that but it's also like you know any any form of art is interpretive and it's relative to to who's watching reading consuming it so i i can't yeah. turn around and say no you are wrong sir you are wrong because like i i'm i'm really engrossed in hell's paradise already i've only okay. watched the the three episodes and i'm excited for more but it's certainly I guess was a selection that that ticked ticked my boxes as opposed to yours. I'm curious, like, are you going to continue and persist with this and keep watching the episodes as they draw? Oh, you're done. Yeah, you just shook your nope. head very quickly. There, you are out on Hell's Paradise. I'm 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 out of here. Yeah, like, like, like the central mystery of the island with all the flowers and all that was it was intriguing enough to get me to watch those next couple of episodes, but they they've done nothing to hook me later on they they just if anything frustrated me more so yeah no definitely not gonna be what i'm gonna be continuing watching um i haven't closed the book on anime though because as you mentioned like chainsaw man sounds really intriguing like just hearing the premise of the first episode i listened to i think yeah jesse monroe on Mm -hmm. for, for that one and that sounded fantastic that sounded really really cool uh, and even like from what I've heard from Attack on Titan is great. I I, I feel like I, I gotta I gotta defend you here a little bit, Brendan, because you this is a new show entirely. You'd never seen it before, so there'd be no way you'd know that this is going to be my cup of tea uh, until you sit down there and, and and actually watch it. So and and fr- the premise sounds cool. If you if you just on paper say the premise, it sounds fucking awesome. I just don't think they uh, they pulled it off i don't think they nailed it here yeah i'm i'm gonna continue with it and see what happens in this first 13 episode run and see if they do stick the landing and we'll sort of mm. talk more about it offline as, as i watch these episodes and, and see if i if it's 
if it does keep building or, or builds to something new, I'll do whatever I can to pull you back in to see if we can uh, can salvage this miss. But yeah, Attack on Titan is certainly something worth checking out. And that was another one I was umming and ahhing about recommending for you for this podcast. But I thought, you know, let's let's do a roll of the dice here and jump in on an anime that's, that's new for not only you and me, but the broader world, because we've only got three episodes mm. to date so far. So the concept's a little different for us. But yeah, it certainly checked my boxes, but it wasn't even on the same page for you. Your boxes are in another state, it feels like. <laughs> The pen can't even reach that far. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel bad. I'm the first, That's first right. guest to come on and just shit on the anime <laughs> that they watched. But it's good. It's good uh, because yeah. we're getting very different opinions. It's usually, it's been pretty uniformed Ooh. up until this episode. So I, I appreciate it anyway. Like, there's no there's no bad discussion, I think. You, the, you've been criticizing this constructively and putting valid thoughts and opinions on the table. You didn't just say it's shit and, and that's it. Like you, you explained as to why. And, and I'm very curious for, for listeners out there. Like if you are feeling this way, similarly as you're watching Hell's Paradise, let us know because I'd be very curious to see if this is a bit of a common feel, but like the, the review that I mentioned as far as the score on my anime list, 8.45. So it's, it's pretty highly regarded out there and it does feel, fit into that sort of shonen genre very well like it does lean on a lot of those tropes that a lot of shonen fans like but clearly zach is not a shonen fan that's what that's what i've taken yeah. away from this episode look look funnily enough like yeah it's, it's getting reviewed very well but uh my, my housemate anthony who has his own podcast what do you think about this who may or may not be appearing on an episode of more than hentai in the future uh, he said he's, he's the, about the biggest weeb that I know. He's got a, a bookshelf that is just all manga and all all anime. He's 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 been into it for years, and he said for him it was a very meh. It was about as vanilla as an anime could get. Wasn't doing anything that was new or interesting for him, uh, and he wasn't even that big of a fan of the animation as well too, which I was I, I was surprised by because I thought it was was quite cool. So. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Interesting. I, I know at least one other person agrees with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there, there could be more out there. Like there is 40 odd thousand that clearly don't with that 8.45 out of 10 score. But yep. yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it's it's all interpretive to, to the viewer in question. So like, yeah, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm not going to say Anthony's even more wrong or I'm more right. It's just, it is what it is. We, we can settle and, and agree to that. disagree. <laughs> But the the animation, like, I think Anthony certainly was looking at it with some type of gunk in his eye at the time because the animation is probably the best part of the whole show. Like, Mappa nail it. Mm. And the the art style and the character models and just the concepts, it is stunning. And I'll, I'll die on that yeah. hill for sure. But as far as the narrative yeah. and the, the weakness in the narrative and the characters, I, I can understand where you come from. Yeah, and uh, d- like I know you, you you defend the whole subs dubs thing a lot on here. Like you know, if you want to watch dub, that's that that's perfectly fine. And for me, I, I I tried sub the first time, but dubs for me was the clear superior way for for me to watch this because I could actually look at the animation rather than focusing on reading what's on the bottom of the screen. Uh, I yeah, I found it far more enjoyable that way. So you're being nice to people who want to want to watch their anime dubbed, okay? Like, exactly. You know, there might be anime noobs like me who just need that little bit of extra help. 
I, I need that help too. And I, I don't feel I'm a noob these days. It's just, it's just, mm. you know, you, you consume your content however you want to consume your content, whether you listen to your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're consuming mm. it and enjoying it, that's all that matters. But um, we might jump into the last word presented by our friends over at Japan Crate. Experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops courtesy of japancrate.com. So Zach, give me your last word on Hell's Paradise. Uh, incredibly m- mediocre, I would say. Um, yeah, me- Medi- mediocre storytelling. If I was to give this a review score, I would give it nine Gabby Marus out of 20 hideous, ugly waifus. <laughs> uh, that, that's got to be the best scoring metric I maybe have just about ever heard. So thank you for at least bringing that beautiful cherry on top of this as you'd probably describe it, crappy Sunday that is Hell's Paradise. So uh, <laughs> there we go. I'm only a little bit heart, but I didn't make this this anime. I didn't create this manga, so I'm not going to take it to heart. I'm just a little bit hurt because uh, I enjoyed these three episodes. I guess I'm a little bit more optimistic and a little less jaded and heartbroken from Kingdom Hearts like uh, Zach has become. <laughs> so Zach, thank you for stopping on by and uh, making me cry a little bit. But uh, it's been a hell of a time podcasting with you again. Uh, the floor is yours now to pedal and promote any and all of your wares before we close this down for another little while. Yes, check out News to Reviews on all the podcasting platforms. You want some gaming news, some game reviews, get amongst it. You'll have a bloody good time. We have we have, we have lots of laughs and silly goofs and gaffs along the way. So yeah, check it the fuck out. And if, if you like more than hentai or if you like any podcast out there and you, you you get something out of it make sure you leave a rating or a review for that podcast because it's the best way you can help them get in the ears of more peeps out there and it just it lets that content creator know that you're digging their stuff and makes them feel the warm and fuzzies on the inside completely agree with that last statement yeah those ratings and reviews they keep those emotional lights on well lit in all of our hearts and it takes no time costs no money and means the world to us and you know just just pay it forward where you can like a lot of podcasting it is a very thankless time-consuming uh passion project that we all do and and spending 30 mm. seconds to write a little review after you've listened to potentially you know 45 odd minutes here worth of more than hentai or an hour and a half worth of news to reviews that 30 seconds can mean the world to us so uh yeah pay it forward where you can and also, if you want to pay it forward monetarily, you can do so over at shop8bit.net to get the best gaming and geek culture-related merchandise in the business. But yeah, be sure to check out News to Reviews and see what Zach and Lockie get up to on the reg. They're just about to hit their 169th nice episode. So uh, let's mm-hmm. see if they're going to do anything sexually themed for that one coming up. But uh, yeah, full links to Zach and Lockie's work in the podcast show notes as well. But yeah, my dude, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai. I'm probably going to go have a little cry now. But (laughs) listeners, whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself, stay safe, and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there. Goodbye.